0: Amen. So today we heard in the second reading, St. Paul says three times to the Israelites, or to the Hebrews, it's the, it's the uh, letter to the Hebrews, and he says three times in his letter to the Hebrews. The Hebrews are uh, their new Christians. They, have, they believe that Jesus has fulfilled the Ju- uh, Judaism, which is the Jewish religion, and now the Hebrews, who are Jews, have converted over to Christianity. So he's writing them a letter, and three times in his letter he says to them, "Harden not your hearts. Not once, twice, but three times. St. Paul is warning the Hebrews in his letter not to do what, his, what their ancestors did. A thousand years ago, when St. Paul was writing this letter to the Hebrews, he's reminding them that a thousand years prior, their ancestors, which were Jews in the wilderness, had hardened their hearts towards God. God had taken care of them. God got them through um, the slavery of the Egyptians. He parted the Red Sea, and then they were in wilderness for 40 years, and they were not happy still after all of that. God provided for them, but they found a reason to complain. They didn't like the food. There was not enough water. They were unhappy about something. They even started worshiping a golden calf. Why? Because their hearts became hardened. All the complaints what did that do? It hardened their hearts. They're unsatisf- uh, not, not being satisfied, it hardens their hearts. That idolatry, it hardened their hearts. And so St. Paul is saying to them, but since the word of God is active, we're being reminded today, we have to be very, very, very careful that w- and ensure that we do not allow our hearts to become hardened. When God created us, he didn't create us with a hardened heart. It says it in the Bible, it says this in the book of Ezekiel. It says, I will give you a new heart. I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh and give you a heart made out of flesh. We're meant to have a soft heart. That doesn't look good today. It doesn't sound good today in our society. Oh, you're soft. Oh, you're too sensitive. But God created us with a softened heart, a heart that can be moldable. But there are certain things in our lives that make our hearts so very, very, very hard. And God says, I don't want that for you. So what makes our hearts hard? Many things. But three things that come to mind as I was praying with these verses today, three things that come to mind that even in my own heart, when I know my heart has become hardened, suffering, loss, and rejection. No one likes to suffer. No human being likes to be rejected. And we don't enjoy loss. That's part of our humanity. So what does that do? It hardens our hearts towards others and towards God. God. God, in the person of Jesus, took on human flesh, right? So when we talk about Jesus in the, in the gospel today, we heard about the word became flesh, right? God, who was a word, became flesh. It means he became a little baby. God, who's with no limits, allowed himself to be limited. Why? To dwell amongst us, to be with us. He wanted to suffer, right? Our Lord suffered. So when we suffer, he says, hey, don't harden your hearts. I'm here, I know what that's like. When we experience loss, he says, hey, don't harden your hearts. I know what that's like. When, he, when we feel rejection, he says, I know what that's like. Muslims can't say that. Hindus can't say that. They don't have a God who came down to earth to experience what their believers experienced, what they experienced. He knew we would experience loss. We will experience suffering. We will experience rejection. And God says... I will come with you. I've experienced it all. And that's what differentiates us from any other religion. And that's something to be proud of. So we get this reading today as a reminder to say we should not allow our hearts to be hardened. We know Jesus right by taking on flesh. God took on flesh and when he knew he was going to take on flesh, he was knew that he was going to come with many risks to become a human being. He knew he will suffer. He knew he would experience loss and he knew he would be rejected. Jesus, from crib to cross, experienced rejection. Our God. From Bethlehem, in the very beginning, they needed a place to stay. Sorry, there is no room here for you in the inn. Rejection. Fast forward, they're in, they're, they're in Bethlehem now, and then they hear King Herod wants to come after the child Jesus. Why? Out of envy, to destroy him, to kill him. Rejection. In his first preachings, when he started to do public ministry, he goes to his own town he goes to his own town. We heard about this last week. And they say, do what you did for us here, what you did back in Capernaum. And he says, no. What do they want to do? They want to take him to the top of the hill and roll him down. Rejection from his own friends and family. And finally, his own friends at the cross. He had 12 apostles. Only one followed him. The other 11 had rejected him. Our God knows what it's like to feel rejection. Our God knows what it's like To experience loss and suffering. And brothers and sisters, it doesn't stop there. When God took on a body, Jesus took on a body, that means he has feelings. Only Mary and Jesus have their bodies still in heaven. And if they still have their bodies, that means they experience feelings. Feelings are a component of the body. So till this day, Jesus experiences rejection from us, from non-believers, from a Christless world that says, I want to have nothing to do with you. Jesus still experiences that after all this suffering in the past 2,000 years ago and today, Jesus never hardens his heart towards us. To the last second, he's working hard for that person on their deathbed to change their lives, to repent, to accept Jesus as their Lord and Savior. Jesus doesn't say, you reject me, I'm going to reject you, then die. That's our God. He never, ever has hardened his heart towards us. Jesus said to St. Faustina, Let the greatest sinners place their trust in my mercy. Souls that make an appeal to my mercy delight me. To such souls I grant even more graces than they can ever imagine. That's our God. So we must learn from this guy that we call Jesus. He's our God. And so what are some signs of a hardened heart? How do I know? Is my heart hardened? Many different signs that I can give. But I'm only going to go through two today. The first sign. That my heart has become hardened is if I'm unwilling to forgive. And, brothers and sisters, we claim that we are followers of Jesus Christ. We rock the jersey, but we don't want to follow the coach. Our coach from the cross forgave us. If I'm unwilling to forgive, brothers and sisters, if I'm unwilling to forgive, that's a clear indication my heart has been hardened. Jesus, who took on flesh and died for our salvation, if I'm not willing to forgive, if I'm not going to play on his team and do what he did, then I can lose my salvation. That death was in vain then. Jesus didn't die so even one soul would go to hell. But Jesus can't force us to forgive. And we refuse to forgive. Why? Because people have rejected us. People have talked about us. People have robbed us. People have killed us with their words and turned their backs on us. And that has hardened our hearts to the point where we say, I want to have nothing to do with you anymore. I don't want to forgive you. We must forgive. Why? Because not forgiving leads to a hardened heart, which leads to anger, hatred, resentment, violence, murder. And God says, I don't want that for you. That's why Jesus says, forgive. This is what we're called to do. So he doesn't want us to have a hardened heart. Also, he doesn't want us to have a heart heart so that way, again, we can be with him in the remainder of the Trinity after we pass away. And how do we forgive? We don't forgive by calling the person and say, hey, I'm sorry, hey, I accept your apology, and so, or I want to apologize to you, or I forgive you. It doesn't look like that. We know when we forgive, we say, in the name of Jesus, I forgive so-and-so for this. And we say that over and over again. When we say in the name of Jesus, I'm saying it's unnatural, it's unhuman for me to forgive you for rejecting me and causing me to suffer. I can't do that as a human, but in your name, Jesus, your name has power, I forgive. Then my heart doesn't get hardened. So that's the first indication of hardened heart is someone who's unwilling to forgive. The second sign of someone whose heart has become hardened is someone who's unwilling to love the way that Jesus wants me to love. Brothers and sisters, we put conditions on how we love. Jesus has no condition on his love. When we put conditions on how I will love you, that's not being a Christian. Forgiving in the name of Jesus is just step number one. Step number two is, you know what, Jesus? Help me to love this person who betrayed me, backstabbed me, stole from me, killed somebody that I know someone who's rejected me someone who's caused me suffering help me to love i have to give permission to jesus so i can love the way that he wants me to love because that's how we're going to get to heaven that's what prevents us from having a hardened heart but brothers and sisters we don't want to do that i want to love you from a distance fear enters our heart because of hurt pain suffering rejection that i don't trust you anymore i need to keep you there and I'm going to stay here. And yes, I have forgiven you, but I will not love you. I will not talk to you. And I'm not saying that you have to talk. But if we give permission of the Lord to say, you know what, Lord, in your name, Jesus, help me to love this person who, ha- who has caused me suffering. Help me to love this person. Give me your eyes to see this person as you see them. Our hearts don't get hardened. But we don't give that permission to God. We're scared to do it. And then there's an enemy as well who says, don't do that are you crazy? We're not on that team. We don't belong to the enemy. We belong to Christ. And so the inability to allow Jesus to love others in the way that he wants us to love others is destroying our families. There's a recent statistic. One in four adults are not talking to their parents right now. One in four. Take one section of the church, this whole section, 25% of the people here do not talk as adults, do not talk to their family members. Why? It's because our family members have hurt us. They've rejected us. They've caused us suffering. And so if the enemy loves that and is destroying our families, but once I say, you know what, God, you know what, Jesus, not only do I forgive my mother, do I forgive my father, do I forgive my brother, my sister-in-law, whoever it is, God, you know what, I give you permission Jesus, I give you permission. In your name, Jesus, help me to love my mother, to love my father, to love my sister, to love my brother. Because I can't do it. It's humanly impossible. But I give you permission. And I say that over and over and over again until, guess what? One day, my heart's not hardened. And I may approach them again. I may say, let's go out again. And that may take time, but that's human. And it's okay. It's not going to happen overnight. I was listening to a talk recently, and there was this lady... She was giving her testimony, this Catholic lady. She's married, had three children. And she was saying how her husband befriended this guy at work. And then her, that guy started coming around. His name was Chris. He started coming around. She's married. She has three kids. And then she became friends with him. Three, four years passed by. They have a great relationship with this Chris guy. He's awesome. Everything is going really good. All of a sudden, he's gone, this Chris guy, for a week, two weeks. He's nowhere to be found. He's calling them. He's ca- they're calling him. He's not answering, whatever. All of a sudden, on the news, they turn on the news. He's in jail. Why? He's in jail because he was luring. He was a predator online looking for underage girls. And he got caught. And this lady's giving her testimony and she said that she had so much anger and rage in her. She allowed this predator to be around her children. And she was so angry. And She said, you know what, Jesus, I have to activate my faith. I have to activate what you call me to do. And I forgive him in the name of Jesus. In your name, Lord. And she said, I said that over and over again for six months. And I said, in the name of Jesus, I forgive Chris. In the name of Jesus, I forgive Chris. In the name of Jesus, six months. They said, but it didn't end there. The next prayer for the next four months, because then she lost that hatred towards him. The next prayer after that for four months, when she wasn't getting this anger inside of her every time his name would come up, the next four months was, in your name, Jesus Help me to love Chris. In your name, Jesus, I give you permission to give me your eyes so I can see Chris how you see him. And then after four months, she went to jail. She saw him, visited him, and said, I love you, and I forgive you. I'm not saying I agree with what you did, but I still love you because Jesus loves you. We don't get to determine, brothers and sisters, what actions are damnable. We don't get to determine what's unforgivable. That's not mine and your job. I can tell you your action is wrong. I can tell you that I don't agree with you. Yes. I don't get to decide, though, because my God tells me he'll decide. I'm called to forgive, and I'm called to love. That's what I'm called to do. And we have to give permission so my heart doesn't get hardened, and I can be the light in this world that is filled with so much darkness if we just get out of the way. So, brothers and sisters, in the second reading, we heard St. Paul say three times to the Hebrews, Do not allow your hearts to be hardened. In life, suffering, loss, and rejection harden our hearts as human beings. Unwilling to forgive and unwilling to love the way that Jesus wants me to love are two clear indications that my heart has become hardened, and God does not want that. Many of us will come forward to receive Jesus in the Most Holy Eucharist today. What will Jesus find in your soul and in my soul? Will Jesus find a heart like his heart, which hasn't been hardened by rejection and suffering because they, because they not only forgive in the name of Jesus, but give Jesus permission for them to love others the way that he wants us to love others? Or will Jesus find a soul? Or will Jesus find a heart that is not like his heart because it has become hardened by rejection and suffering because I refuse to forgive in the name of Jesus and won't give permission for Jesus to love others the way that he wants me to love others? Brothers and sisters, I said it once, I'll say it again. We rock the jersey. Whose team are we on? So we sit here for a minute and we make a decision. We belong to Team Jesus. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. Amen? Amen? Amen.